I do declare it's Blair St. Clair. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Gosh, <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Yay, thank you. Hello, hello, squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a Drag Race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, She's already the hair hers. But first, brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1, this podcast takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Each week, I'm joined by show insiders, judges, and the queens who made herstory to talk about this new 11 legendary season and their experience on the show. So thank you for listening. And warning, kitty girls, there's going to be what? Spoilers. Thank you. So don't be gagging, so we warn you every ball. And if you still haven't seen this week's episode, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Thursday at 9, 8 central on VH1 or on WoW Brisons Plus. Now, having said that, this week I'm joined by the ingenue of season. 10. She loves succulents. There's a cactus moment, I, I do recall. Oh, yeah. Lloyd. I remember him well, too. Musical theater, sitting on cake, sitting on... Secrets. Well, se- se- secret, thank you. <laughs> and being an international superstar recording artist, the irresistible... Blair St. Clair. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. TV screens, magazines, and she's been around the world, but she looks 13. And I still look 13. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for puberty to settle in. <laughs> I, I still wake up every morning looking into the mirror and say, is today going to be the day? First Indiana and, and now the world. Where, where are you based now? Now I'm based in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I moved to, from Indiana right before we premiered season 10. Uh-huh. For love? For, for, a little for love, a little for life, and a little for change. You know, all, all the above. Are you are you like a congresswoman's wife? A congressman's wife? I am a congresswoman in my own right. right. I feel like. Thank you. <laughs> the con- congresswoman of drag. <laughs> I want to speak for the people. I'm so happy to have you here. And we're going to dive into this episode. And like as the episode begins, Sugar Cane has departed. Vancy just lip synced and threw her guts out on stage to stay. And back in the room, the, the general vibe is nerves. Like even Silky, even Silky seems to be a little like shaken. Yeah. Which means it's anybody's game. Who do you want for the top four? Oh, who do I want? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that the question of the day? I love different. You yeah. know, I, I like seeing new things. I want to be inspired when I watch Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And especially having the opportunity to be on the show, Evie excites me. Yeah. She's different, man. And there's something about her that it just captivates you in a different way. Yeah. Um, I will say my criticism of Evie is that there are times where I feel like there's not as much polish. Uh-huh. So I want to see that weird, different quirkiness with a little extra polish to it. Okay. I also love Akiria. I think she's really poised. She's uh-huh. really put together. Um, love Brooklyn Heights. Uh-huh. I think she is um, great. And I also love Nina. Yeah. Nina Nina is that, that can't be queen. That, that, she's from the streets that I grew up from that midwest <laughs> right. vibe you know the pageant circuit so yeah. love her yeah have you done pageants i have yeah i, I actually had a state title of miss gandiana america oh yeah, so she's, she's got a crown or two of her sleeves and what was your like talent portion of that my talent portion i did a Marilyn monroe talent uh that i created with a mixture of songs from the tv musical smash are you familiar with that bombshell, that? bombshell. yeah exactly yes. i knew you were a smash fan because i remember you writing on the on the mirror let I me did. be your star and I, said, I was like let, let me be your star as my elimination episode and then Catherine mcphee who oh, yeah. was from the show tweeted back at me and said like i'll be your star any day or something like that oh, and God. i was like okay this is a f- full circle moment for me i love that because i i was obsessed with smash when it was on tv and i feel like it wasn't even that it wasn't 
it wasn't bad, but it wasn't that good either. But it was totally compelling and like I it was cheesy and I loved it. It was so cheesy, but what I liked, I think, most captivating about it was that it was a scripted TV show mm-hmm. about the ins and outs and backstage side yeah. of Broadway. We don't get to see that much of that. We don't see backstage yeah. stuff. People love the backstage stuff. That's why yeah. they love Untucked yeah. on Drag Race. Totally, totally, totally. Um, also, I hope you should, you should, you should uh, remain friends or stay in touch with Catherine McPhee mm-hmm. because she's marrying like David Foster, who's like one of the richest people in Hollywood. Is she really? Yeah. So like she's going to be set for life. So you, you should be best duties with her and hang out because she's going to be rich. Well, that's just a bonus. <laughs> I do, I, I do, I do want to be best friends with Catherine McPhee. I, I need a few tips and pointers from her he has, like, she's S- doing pretty well in life yeah bella and Gigi hadid's mom mm-hmm. was married to him for a while go, go Catherine mcphee karen caught right that's, oh, what he would, yes! that's what he would always yell at her on the show anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway we were watching the show you said you also know silky from way back when yeah i do know silky so silky on the show calls herself a chicago queen yeah but where, where, where is she originally from is she from tennessee mississippi, mississippi. yeah okay yeah. so i know um silky from indiana when i when i lived there yeah she, so she's from mississippi then yeah she moved to indiana she went to wabash college wabash university in okay. indiana and they started doing an annual drag show uh-huh. that's where she started doing drag uh-huh. she started doing drag in indiana so that's how i know her really well Oh. And she moved to Chicago right after I did the show for, um, I think for her profession. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then she auditioned for the show and as a Chicago queen. Yeah. So I know her really, really well as an Indiana queen. Uh-huh. And I feel a little bit responsible, I'm not going to lie. Please. For how outspoken she may be and may uh-huh. come across in the show. We were talking because we were talking about her originally wanting to audition. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you absolutely should. It's a great opportunity. It can really propel you in your life and your career. I said, but if I have one piece of advice, if you do the show, if it works out for you, yeah. I said, don't hold back. I said, have a voice, have an opinion and make sure your opinion is heard. <laughs> You're like the silky whisperer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I, I think it was good advice. Sure, yeah. I think so. Anyway, top of the show. And Vanjie, Vanjie says she's going. She's ready to reset, reboot, and I'm leaving behind the bottom two. And Akira pulls out a baseball bat. She's ready to do what it takes to get to the top. <laughs> Who would you have liked Tanya Harding in your season if it meant you could have gotten farther? Well, um, I definitely knew that Aquaria was the one to beat. Uh-huh. I, it, walking into the workroom, I just knew. I knew of her from online presence. Yeah. I knew about her. So if I could have immediately knocked her out... <laughs> Immediately, like walked into the workroom and what she yeah. wore in that could have just like smacked her out. All right. Maybe could have started on a little bit better foot. That's but fair. honestly, like if looking back, like there's no one else I could have really pushed out of the way by myself. I yeah. really held myself back in so many regards. Why? Or how? I, I think I did really well on the show yeah. for, for, for what I did. I think I was just a little naive. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little unexperienced mm-hmm. and um there's no one to blame but myself there's no one to really blame in general i just think that i've grown up a lot since sure. drag race uh, and and in such a short period of time because there's so many more opportunities that are given to us with yeah. having that platform yeah and i've just taken a lot of them to really grow and expand and learn yeah. i mean i had never set foot in california before we even filmed the show <laughs> so so honestly like yeah who would i bat out i mean maybe aquaria because she was so great uh-huh. but also like the only person really standing in my way was me and now i realize that would you consider doing an all-stars it's it's kind of a big question, like would you do all stars? But I can say sure. like um I can tell you if I decided to do all stars, yeah. um, I think I would do surprisingly much better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I put a lot of skill uh to the test this past year with really testing my limits yeah. and pushing myself way further than I've ever gone. And so if I were to do an all star season, I think it would be a much different result. And I think people would be shocked too. Oh good. I'm just a new human. 
When in doubt, freak him out. Absolutely. And go far, too. Go far with it. We're going to get into the episode. Rue comes in, announces the return, sort of, of the slap out of it mini challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which is based on last season when, like, the queens all had to, like, give Rue a reason to slap them, mm-hmm. say something sassy or salty to Rue, and then Rue would fake slap them, like, very Dynasty style. Rue says, Since I'm still in litigation over allegedly slapping a queen last season. Oh my God. <laughs> Referencing the Asia moment. Yeah. Yes, yes. And actually, we all do just now work for Asia O'Hara. She actually does own She the actually entire... owns all the company. Yeah. 99% of the company. 1% is still Ruse. But so the queen's going to slap each other. So their, their task is to step up to each mm-hmm. other, say something salty. And I think the challenge is really to be dramatic in your rec- receipt of the slap. Yeah, does that I make any the... sense? Wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the queen... Here it is. The queen with the best slap reaction wins. Wins. Okay. So we see lots of queens. It goes on for a bit because we just see lots of insults and lots of slappery. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you like in the challenge? Oh, I love Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> uh, from the get-go. Uh-huh. She didn't just... She didn't overreact. She underreacted with like momentum. It was very soap opera diva. Soap opera diva to the extreme. Silky has like ponytails that like pop out and pop off and then like... Angie calls Evie an ugly Naomi Smalls, which I kind of love. Oh my gosh, I I, I kind of love that too. Um, Brooklyn said Silky feels like a waterbed. I I, I would have said maybe like a Beanie Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also love that like Silky and Akira sort of end up snatching toupees. Yeah. Like she comments on Akira's like interview, like little workroom baseball cap, like. She calls it a Brillo pad. To pay I didn't moment. know that was real. These queens will wear like hair pieces mm. in the workroom, in interview. You know, it's, you know, you can wear whatever you want. Um. Anyway, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn wins the mini. As part of it, she's giving a, a responsibility for the maxi challenge. Because mm-hmm. we find out, and Ruth says to the girls. Ladies, you've all come so far, but it's lonely at the top. So... I've arranged a play date for you. And then what happens? Who's who's who walks in the room? The past eliminated queens, you know, some of them, not all of them. Right. They walk back in to be back into the challenge for a makeover challenge. Yes, six queens are back, and they're Ooh. going to be paired up with the current queens. Immediately, Sugar, Plastique, Scarlet, Ariel, Versace, Honey Davenport, and Soju are all suddenly back prancing in the room. Mm-hmm. And of course, immediately the the, the current girls are all kind of sh- shaken because I'm sure they're wondering like. Hold the f*** up. Why they brought these bitches back? I don't like games. I don't play Uno, checkers, Monopoly. I don't know what's going on. Last time they brought other girls that were eliminated, it didn't end up good, Shanji. I'm worried, and I pray that they're not going to replace some of us with some of them. Like, who would you who would you have wanted to be paired with? Want to be paired with? So the easy option yeah. is Plastique. Why? I think she has a beautiful face and a great canvas. Mm-hmm. Would have been easy. But I, I would have wanted to pick Ariel. Mm-hmm. Because I think that she also has another pretty easy canvas that I could really alter mm-hmm. my aesthetic with. But she also has so much personality. Mm-hmm. And I would have rather showcased less of a great look and more of a really great runway presentation. Gotcha. So like I think a story. That, yeah, story. So I think like Ariel would be a tiny bit of a challenge. Uh-huh. And if you really, really showcase, but not too much. Not like yeah. it's a huge risk. Just yeah. enough. Also, were they wearing these big old foam mittens? What's that about? So the foam mittens are to ensure that they're not going to jump in, do their own hair, do their own makeup, and right. really 
to make sure that the contestants that are still in the competition do the work. Right, because that's the thing. The, the returning queen can't do any of her own makeup. The current queens have to do everything. Have to make them over into, into their family. Yeah, member. and as someone who's very OCD and type A, yeah. I would not like being in that position. Okay, so Brooklyn does get to pick first because she won the mini challenge and then pair everybody up. Brooklyn chooses Plastique and then the, the pairs are as follows. Nina gets Sugar. Evie gets Scarlet. Akira Davenport gets Honey. Davenport. Silky gets Soju. Yeah. And Van- Vanjie ends up with Ariel. So how is Silky feeling about Soju? Oh, Silky's over it. <laughs> not, not even... Oh, she's so over that she she can't even fathom about how over it and how done with it she really uh-huh. is. The mother challenge is to put a drag queen, excuse me, an experienced drag queen and mother drag why do I feel like I'm about to put somebody in drag for the first mother time in their life? Right, right, right. Because when we when we get in the workroom and they start, you know, they start talking, like working on the challenge. Yeah. What do we, what do we discover about Soju? We discovered that she doesn't really wear heels. No, it's not crazy. at all. And she's tendonitis in her feet. How? And we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I don't care because we yeah we learned that she can't really walk in heels. Right. I will say, I don't think heels make a drag queen. Okay. Yeah, fair. You know, I don't really say there's one specific element that makes a drag queen. Yeah. But it definitely elevates to, you know, that sexy, sophisticated level when you have the elongation of your leg. You know, it it just helps your movement when you're walking. I'll do photos and, you know, a photo shoot where even if it's a beauty shot that's waist up, Uh but I'll still wear heels to make me feel that moment. Thank you. Dedication. Yeah, absolutely. You have to feel the full character in the fantasy. So to me, like, if you're not wearing heels, like, it's still drag, but shocking that you that there's never been an attempt no it, it, it does seem like one of the basic 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 things and maybe i'm wrong mm-hmm. of getting on this show and being like a queen worthy of being on drag race is like heels honey yeah i actually have worn heels new heels around yeah. the house you know when they say like people joke oh i'm gonna wear these to clean the house and mm-hmm. vacuum with i have really done that <laughs> i have just to be become more acquainted and and especially since drag race uh, I've just really worked on When did you first walk in heels like ever? Oh, in my mom's when I was like four years old. Yeah. Like when I was just able to to walk on my own, I would slip into my mom's heels and yeah. they'd be oversized and I'd like, right. clomp around the house. Where did you get your first pair of heels from? Like where to explain the scenario when you bought your first pair of heels? I got them from like a consignment store. Uh-huh. So they were really discounted and pretty in, like, cheap. Indiana and Indianapolis. Yeah, in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And what was so, the store called? It's called Plato's Closet. Plato's Closet? Plato's, Plato's Closet. They sell uh, like the things you can buy from the mall and they like, resell them to the store. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. discounted, you know, kind what of the Goodwill. Like? Uh, they were like a strappy stiletto-like heel. Way too tall. You know, <laughs> way too tall. Completely stripper-like. Uh-huh. And it's just like, oh, these are the heels. You know, the ones, I feel like new drag queens always go yeah. to the highest, tallest, sexiest sure. heel first. How old were you? Well, I, I was like a freshman in high school. Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so young enough. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Um, anyway, so the queens start to like working with getting into their pairs and right off Vanjie asks Ariel about wig gate. Oh, yeah. What is OK? What do you know about this whole wig situation? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So from what I can understand and gather is that Ariel had her elimination episode and she was packing up it untucked right. and being flustered and upset as you would be from mm-hmm. being eliminated she seemed to have left over a couple wigs in the workroom she forgot them. and she forgot them yeah right and so we hear that plastique was under the assumption that they were left for her right and the other girls took them the next day with seeing you know that ariel was gone in the yeah. workroom they're like oh and, honey free wigs. You know, free wigs girl i'm gonna take all of them like that's yes. like free money in my bank account so and she did leave, they, she said and, she, apparently and, she left one yeah. for silky and, and so when ariel comes back in yeah. on this episode she says that she did 
she forgot and left the wigs there on accident. Yeah. But she left one intentionally for Silky, and it was a red right. wig. And so none were left for Plastic Tiara. Mm-hmm. Zero. None were purposely <laughs> left there, whether you're best friends in the competition or not. Right. None, nothing was on purpose besides the one for Silky. I know. Yet they happened to go mysteriously missing and really distributed between the other queens. I, I mean, sure, it, it's not like this nece- necessarily finders keepers. Yeah. But when you're, you're on Drag Race, you know someone's not coming back and they've left it there for good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to yeah. figure out what you're going to do with it. Oh I mean, especially God. when you're in a competition and you're looking, if you're getting critiqued and maybe they have yes. a criticism, you need new wigs. Well, if they're there. Hello. Help yourselves. I mean, it's not stealing if it's left. Thank you. Now, if you're coming back in the workroom, um, I understand you make mistakes, you leave something, but you can't accuse people of also taking them. I know. It's complicated. It's, there's a lot of sides to the story. Yes. Evie and um, Scarlett are going through their looks, and Evie wants to do something kind of deconstructed and very Evie oddly, which is great. And the next thing you know, we see Scarlett like prancing around the room as only Scarlett can. Girl, whenever Scarlett's in the room, you really have to take down all the mirrors. And you got to take away her phone from her, too, I'm sure. So she's not taking, like, selfies all over. She right? is feeling the moment. I know. She is in that moment. What the f*** is that? A winning look? Yes, bitch, you better. I like seeing, like, the goofy, the goofy Scarlett prance around the room. Me too. Again. I do. Okay, we're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to um, walk backward through her street with a look at some past Drag Race makeover challenges. So we're going to be right back. It's coming! RuPaul's DragCon LA is just around the corner at the LA Convention Center on May 24th, 25th, and 26th. So get ready. Come and meet and get sweet with every queen from season 11 and about a jillion more. Akira Yessie Davenport, Acid Betty, Adore Delano, Aja, Alaska, Aquaria, Ariel Versace, Asia O'Hara, and that's just the A's. There will be amazing vendors, performances, fun panels like Unlive, Trinity the Tuck giving Carson Kressley a drag makeover and our drag eye for the queer eye show and you can even see me doing a live version of this podcast and just hang out and prance around with other beautiful fans and folks like yourself it really is the dragoniest place on earth get tickets and learn more at rupaulsdragcon.com and p.s dragcon new york is coming to the jacob javits convention center on september 6th 7th and 8th Ooh, honey so much drag get all the tea at rupaulsdragcon.com yes tea and tickets at rupaulsdragcon.com thank you Okay, we are back, and I am here with America's Sweetheart, Blair St. Clair. Hey! She is America's Sweetheart. So it's time for a little game I call Don't Make Me Over, which is a Dionne Warwick song. Or it's just called Your Makeover is Terrible. Yes. Anyway, it's Makeover Challenge Trivia, so I hope you're ready. Okay. Which season of RuPaul's Drag Race was the first to feature a Makeover Challenge? Uh, was this season three? No. No. Season one. Season one. No, they do one on season one. Season one. In the episode Drag School of Charm, the girls, BB, Nina, Angina, Rebecca, and Chanel all had to give makeovers to female fighters. These butch oh, yeah. ladies. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes. And there's been a makeover every season since. Every season since. Okay. Do you have a favorite season of the makeovers? Favorite season of the makeover. Oh, it was All Stars 2 when they brought back their like loved ones. It was moms and brothers and <gasps> sisters. Yes. That one I loved. I, that, that you get to have you yes. know, your, your friends come back in or your family members yes. get to see the world you're living in. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, that, that I But, totally but I will say, I love my mom to death, but I don't want to put her in drag. Oh my God. Why not? No. Um, my, my mom, would, she wouldn't know what to do with herself. She, Are she, you sure? Oh, oh I, I know. I, I know. My mom is not a girly girl. 
she she's not All the better. She doesn't like I, that. That would be a challenge, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the point. If, if we could that's rise, why they call it a challenge, Tammy. Th- that's true. <laughs> Okay. In the episode Drag My Wedding, the season six queens had to transform soon-to-be grooms into blushing brides. I remember. Which queen experienced a runaway bride? She, like, bolted off the stage. If it helps, I can explain why she bolted. Yeah, explain why. Because she was going to (laughs) vomit. She was like, I don't feel well. And the next, we get like a little shot of her like, Bleh. The queen did? Yeah, well, the, well, the guest. Oh, the, the guest The did. guest being made over. I mean, this was real hard. This is when they had like real married couples coming right, in. Right, no, I remember that. I it, was the same, it was the same bride who Bianca Del Rio said looked like a, the Lady Gremlin. It was Jocelyn Fox's, Bradonna Fox was her name. Bless her heart. Oh, bless. Bless, bless her intestines. Okay, which season were the queens asked to make over celebrity children? Kelly Osborne. I remember this one. Jillian Harvey and Katie Z, who's Pia Zadora's daughter. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And they had to perform as girl groups. It's an all-star season. Yes. And I was, is this uh, all-stars one? Yes. Yeah. All-stars yes, one. Yes. Yes. Because the winner, the winning team was team <laughs> Shad, which was Chanel and Shad. Yeah, it was Chanel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And did they have Vanessa Williams? They had her daughter. Jillian Hervey is her daughter, who's also Lion Babe. A recording artist on, on her own. Yes. Life. Okay, this season five queen gave a makeover to a gay veteran who decided to continue their drag career post drag race. This is Alaska with um Nebraska Thunder. Yes. Thunderbug, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And do you know I'm sure you do, what drag queen is Nebraska currently in a relationship with? With Derek Ferry. Yes. Yes. Girl, it's layered. <laughs> it's just so, so many layers. It's a lot. It's like a really windy day with a lot of clothes you're gonna put on. <laughs> Okay, thank you. This has been Don't Make Me Over. You're welcome. Time for walkthroughs. Rue comes in. He chats with the Davenports. Akira wants to give Honey some Texas flair. Are there are there drag families in Indiana? There are. I'm sure there's drag dynasties everywhere, right? Oh, yeah. So, are the, you part of one? I'm part of a, a drag family in its own right, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not as as crucially involved anymore. Right. But we have a lot of pageant circuit yeah. families in Indianapolis from where I started doing drag. Sure. So I'm from the house of bitch. <laughs> you know, naturally, as, uh-huh. naturally as I would be. And yeah, when, I, when I think Blair St. Clair, I think bitch. Right. Of, uh, of course. <laughs> it, just, it just fits, right? I have a drag um, great-grandmother, a drag grandmother, drag mother, and many drag sisters. So who's your drag mother? My drag mother, her name's Heather B. Heather B? Yeah. So she goes into not, not bitch, but Heather B. Wait, and she takes it, the wasn't letter. Wasn't she on the real world season one? The what? <laughs> The Real World season one. There was like you know the, the show, the MTV show, The Real World from a million years ago. It was yeah. like the, one of the first was there reality a shows. B on there? there was a Heather B. She was a rapper because <laughs> yeah. there was two Heathers on the on the on the, on the show. Well, my Heather B. <laughs> she is the farthest thing from a rapper. Ah, Akira and the, thinks that Silky may be in trouble. Well, everyone thinks Silky may be in trouble. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Rue even asked when Rue goes to Brooklyn and Plastique. First, Rue asked Brooklyn, "Why did you choose Plastique?" And Brooklyn's like, "Well, we have a similar walk, a similar aesthetic." And I'm just thinking, just say it because she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she, she's an easy face to, to work with. You yeah. know, she's beautiful. And then she asked if Brooklyn was being shady and pairing Silky and Soju. Mm-hmm. And then Brooklyn says Silky would have a hard time with anybody. What does she mean by that? If we've learned anything from the show, we've learned that Silky's very confrontational uh-huh. and has a lot of opinions. At this point, who has she not gotten an argument with? Okay, fair. Yes. Or, or disagreement or yes. at least called something out together. And then Rue gets over and talks to Silky and she's calling Silky out on her like bumpy pads last week. And it's kind of the first time ever that Silky's like speechless. It doesn't have like something to say. (laughs) What's going on there? Well, I actually have a story about this. Yes. So I was working with Silky at a club in Indianapolis. This Uh is probably two, three years ago. And she came up 
she came to the, the show, to the gig, and she forgot her pads. Ooh. And she's like, oh, crap. She used bathroom towels and stuffed her tights <laughs> with the bathroom towels, uh-huh. the lumpiest towels you can find. She's like, see, girl, I got some shape. So when I saw her lumpy pads uh-huh. on Drag Race, I was like, it looks like she went back to the towels. Well, she's learning. She should have been learnt <laughs> already. If you're going on oh my TV, God. but she does feel that Brooklyn kind of set her up with Soju. She's probably right. Right. I mean, but to be fair, if I was in Brooklyn's situation, it's a competition. Yeah. I'm going to pick the best for myself, and I'm going to be strategic with everybody else. Yeah. Soju's worried about getting. She, Soju asks Silky to, if she has to use a sharpie for her brows. <laughs> have you ever used a sharpie? No, and no one should. <laughs> Silky should stop. I don't think that's good for your skin. I'm really big into skincare. Yeah. Really big into skincare. I want to make sure that my skin with as much makeup and wear and tear Uh that goes involved into it, it's going to last in 10 years. Yeah. And I don't think applying a Sharpie and scrubbing the hell of it off later is going to be anything good for your skin. It sounds awful. She better have a Sharpie sponsorship by the time the season's over. Yeah. So it's elimination day. The returning queens are back. They can't touch their faces. They're wearing these big old mittens. And while they're all sitting there getting made up, we have a couple of like dishy call out moments. Uh So first of all, they try to get to the bottom of the wig situation and i swear it kind of i feel like it just kind of it starts to spiral it's like she left the wigs somebody some people took them plastic thought they were for her yeah and then it's just kind of like all right girl somebody has wigs somebody don't i think at this point era was just like frustrated that the wigs were law law well left to begin with she's frustrated by that point and she's just annoyed and over it who are you closest with from your season closest with uh, miss cracker the vixen oh we're actually really close the three of us yeah yeah we actually have a group chat we talk nearly daily what are they doing today so cracker's working with her own woman one woman show and i know vixen is really working with black girl magic and her show gorgeous yeah and i'm working with trying to be a pop diva pop star yes and then we also get a little moment because when scarlet came back they asked her like nina and evie and maybe sugar was with them too asked her like oh so who were you surprised to see anybody in the workroom at this point and she's like yeah she was surprised to see that silky and vanji were both still mm-hmm. here so they bring that up again while they're all sitting around putting their makeup on and silky wants to know what she meant by that and what happens then silky's upset that Scarlet made those accusations. Mm-hmm. Evie's upset that Silky's lashing out and not, and because she's saying like, Silky, you don't know how to take criticism. Not everything is an attack. It's just their opinion. Right. And Silky's saying, well, I can have an opinion and everyone's jumping in and having their own opinion. Right. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. But you don't have to accept an opinion. You can just, yeah. you, you, there's two options. You can hear it and let it go yeah. or you can hear it and retaliate, but usually retaliating isn't going to do anything. I kind of like how this whole like conversation goes just because she thinks, oh, you, she was surprised to see you here. doesn't mean she hates you. No, of course it's not. It's not an attack. It's just kind of like people have opinions about things. It doesn't mean you have to let them like get under your skin, I mean, which is hard. I know, there's just this big three letter word that gets in everyone's way and it's called ego. Yeah. It's just like, don't take it so personally right and that's something you know i of course you know struggle with at times as humans do was not personal was there stuff said either about you during your season that then you had to kind of like deal with or respond to or just kind of like let slide i i think in general like i was limited about in the middle of my season yeah and i think a lot of the fandom of drag race just kind of assumed that my talent level Uh also equated to being average Mm -hmm. middle ground and i don't think that's the case i think what happens is when you're in a new stressful environment different things happen someone has to go weekly yeah so it doesn't matter if you can be the most talented person on the tv show and go home first if you have like a really rough time to start and it just it's just it's different in its tv world i take those opinions and i i 
you know, I put that energy into being passionate. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. If you think that about me, I'm going to prove you wrong. I like that they kind of land on my humor at the end of this whole conversation, at least. Even Silky and like Banjo are laughing themselves, like Salty Malty, Press Panini. Mm-hmm. And Scarlett does, does crack me up. She's like, <laughs> opinions are like assholes, and most of them are on my face. <laughs> so we get to the runway. Dun, dun, dun. And bitch, she's from Chicago, Miss Lena Waite is mm-hmm. here she is like the first black queer woman to like win an emmy for uh sitcom writing right yes yeah that's, yes. that's incredible yeah she's awesome and wanda sykes who's just like an icon <sighs> love wanda sykes i can't get enough of her yeah i think she's been a guest on the ellen show like 30 times there's some some, <laughs> some, some crazy number she's yeah. been the, the most had guest and yeah. every time that she comes on i'm like tuned in yeah immediately i'm like what, what's wanda doing today what's she saying no she's perfect so then it's runway time and the girls will come out walking and we get our pairs our makeovers our sisters first out are evie and scarlet mm-hmm. and what did you think i thought i was going to hate it mm-hmm. so there were a lot of stylistic elements that i was like okay a little rough yeah. some shoe elements and some choices some accessories rough it could mm-hmm. be cool it could be a texture element but the polish, like I said earlier, just isn't to that level. It's lacking. But um, I, I love and really respect taking a risk in the creativity. Yeah, yeah. And at least it's super signature Evie. Next on the runway is Nina and Sugar, And they're like Pride Parade superhero kind of like combo. What did mm-hmm. you think of them? Well, I mean, even having not explained the message, I would have gotten it. Yeah. I would have understood. I, I, I know they're both pla- flags and I, I would have gotten the correlation that they're sisters and they're sister yeah. communities and people and groups. Um, but I just thought this was so bad. Aww. I know. And I wanted to love it so much. Like when I heard the story, I was like, yeah, this is going to be hot. And then I saw it and I was like, Ooh, woof. It was also a nod to kinky boots and kinky yeah. boots is all about making boots fit drag queens. Yeah. Well, they're boot covers to begin with. They're not, <laughs> they're not boots. True. So I was like, that element didn't even, that was gone. I know. And then you have, there's two themes going on here and they're coming together, but there's no, there's no like moment for me that really yeah. they come together. Okay. And then we get Akira and Honey, and they're just kind of in, like orange and yellow kind mm-hmm. of classic pageant drag. Yeah, I think they both look super stunning. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. Um, I like that Wanda Sykes is like they're, they're moving slow on the runway. Yeah. She's like, they're the real housewives of molasses. <laughs> then we get Silky and Soju in their kind of like disco retro <sighs> moment. What did you think of Silky and Soju? Oh, goodness. Pause for effect. Uh-huh. Like, like and not in a good one way. See, like I, it was when they first came out, I thought this was a, a clever way to to use the two of them who are very different types. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, I'm but just it was rough. Sick of seeing Silky in another dance costume on the, the runway. Okay, for me, the runway is not about looking glamorous and it's not about looking perfect and poised. It's about telling a story. Mm-hmm. It's who is that girl? What is she wearing? Where is she going? And what is she doing? Uh-huh. It's what's the story? I'm interested in what's going on here between the t- the dynamic, especially of two people. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I don't know what the story is. I, I see kind of a disco element. So yeah. they're disco divas and sisters, but are they sisters? They look like they're best friends. Like <laughs> at least Scarlett and Evie are both so different and aesthetically. Yeah. One's a glamorous old yeah. Hollywood, you know, Scarlet, star, right. you know, starlet. Yeah. And then the other one is like this quirky, weird, edgy, couture, avant-garde personality. Yeah. They look, you know, relatable. Like they look yeah. like they're cohesive. Yeah. This is not cohesive. Okay. Besides color. Yeah. And the fact that it's disco, but. Right, right, right. Vanjie and Ariel Versace. I think they look great. Yeah. Uh, definitely got the Marilyn Monroe, gentlemen prefer blondes reference. I love that they were in um, one in a gown and one that was like a pantsuit. Yeah. Love that because yeah. they're, they're different silhouettes. It was enough similarity 
to say we're kind of like sister twins. Yeah. There's a lot of influence here, but we're yeah. different. It's like, I'm the cool sister. And, you know, like, and maybe I'm like the elegant sister. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's they still had personality in it. Yeah. I've, and I thought Vandy just totally rose to the challenge. Yeah. And then the yeah. last pair was Brooklyn Plastique. So aesthetically, simple. Mm-hmm. Simple. Sometimes less is more. And in this right. situation... The aesthetics w- w- was it's polished. Right. It looks great from head to toe. It's a beautiful. Blue gown, a red gown. They're complimenting exactly complimenting each other, and they definitely looks you know have some sort of relation. But that's not what I loved. Yeah. I loved the storyline on mm-hmm. the runway when Brooklyn made it clear that it was kind of almost like her drag daughter on the stage. It was like, right. no, no, honey, you walk after mother, <laughs> and you follow <laughs> yes. mother's footsteps. And I love that because I got to yeah. see a little more personality from Brooklyn. True, and true. that's something I've been lacking a little bit uh, on the season. Cool. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk some uh, critiques and deliberation. But first, it's time for a break. And we come back, we're going to talk critiques and deliberation and get into some family matters. We'll be right back. Hey, kitty girls, are you in need of more dragony shows and programming in your life? Well, then check out WoW Presents Plus, the network featuring the best of WoW Presents and of World of Wonders' massive library of shows, series, and specials. You can get unappropriate with Trixie and Katya, Get schooled by Jasmine Masters and her masterclass. Plus, lots of jush from queens like Jinx Monsoon, Bob the Drag Queen, and many, many more. It's just $3.99 a month or $39.99 a year to subscribe. And listen, you just spent that much on a Diet Coke and some chicken tenders, so please. Head to wow-presents.com now to sign up and get your life. Yes, that's wow-presents.com. Thank you. Okay, we're back, and I'm here with the stunning and talented and America's Sweetheart Blair St. Clair. Oh, well, please do go on. (laughs) Continue. And it's time for a little game we're calling We Are Family, where you need to identify the drag mother from the name of her drag offspring. Okay. And and these are from Makeover Challenges. So I'm guessing the drag mother who created this person. Yes, yes. The the drag race queen who created this this new child. Okay. Okay, Wintergreen. Peppermint. Thank you. Season nine. Mm-hmm. Hi, Sarge. Okay. Whose drag daughter was Patty Cash? Monet Exchange. Yes. 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 All Stars 4. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Monet well? Love Monet. Oh, you were in the same season. Love her very dog. much, yeah. <laughs> do you know Patty? Yeah, I do. Patty's her assistant. Right. Patty's Monet's assistant. She's cute. It, she's great. Patty is basically a queen. Uh-huh. A, a queen to the queens. She Well, she's, she's Patty Cash. <laughs> Litter box. Pandora box. Yeah, that was that was not. That hard. one was a little easy. Yeah, thank you. Shanita Hart. Monique Hart. Stunning. Yes. From All Stars 2. Mm-hmm. This one's trickier. Bethadone. Bethadone. Okay. Detox. Yes. Oh my god. I was, I was ready to give you that clue if you needed really? it. From the family makeover. That no, was her sister. I, I remember that one. That was her sister, yeah. Oh, her sister is so lovely. Okay. Short change. Was this Monet Exchange on season 10? Yes. Yeah, I yes. thought so. Yes, Tyler Oakley? Yeah, ty- from YouTube. Okay, Hawaii. Is this Alaska? No, it's not Al- Is it Alaska? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was also a family member. It was a oh, family member of what? I'm sorry. It was her family member. It was her mother. Was it? Which put her in the bottom for that All-Stars the oh, makeover yes. episode when the family came back. Yes. So and this I'll- is on the All-Star season. Mm-hmm. Yes. On All-Stars yes. 2. I remember this. This is when Alaska had a little bit of her mental breakdown. Totally. Moment. At that moment, I think, is what propelled her to get to the top. It, you know, set that fire under her. It was like, this isn't ever happening again. That was the only time she's ever been in the bottom yes. for her regular season and All Stars. I know. Wish I could say the same. And her mother was there. Like how? How like? Yeah. Of all episodes <laughs> of all times being the bottom. 
And speaking of family, it's time for some birthdays. Um, May 9th is the birthday of one of our most memorable Drag Race family members. She doesn't like messy queens. She doesn't like cheap queens. And she definitely doesn't like manly queens. She was featured on season six and on All Stars four. Okay, and All Stars four. But how is old is she though? Is this Giagun? Yes, yeah. yes. Do you know how old she's going to be? Is she going to be twenty nine? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, that was good. Good guess. Do you know Gia well? I don't. We've actually never met. Oh my god. Never gosh. met. Well, so come on out, to. Gia. She's here now. <gasps> is she, she going to make me over? Is this my makeover challenge? <laughs> no, she's not here. Oh, okay. Why? Why? I was hoping to look beautiful. Uh, and wait, you have a birthday coming up soon. I do. Yeah. May sixteenth. Yeah. Okay. How old are you going to be? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do for your birthday? I think so. There is this special place in the world. It's called Peking Gourmet. Ooh. And it is a huge, well known, it's a famous restaurant in, near Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And it's where I go for every special occasion. So that's where I'm going to be. Where is it? Is it like in Virginia? Or it's, is it... it's in Virginia in like uh-huh. Falls Church area. Okay. Um, and it's been featured on so many films and so many different things. Oh my God, I they, love that. they have like a wall of fame there. Yeah. So if there's anyone that's famous or has any kind of like notoriety that's been in the restaurant, yeah. they get a photo of them, they sign it, and they put it up on the wall. Um, you better take a photo when you well, go. But every time I go in there, I just, you know, I just act like I'm my, my normal teenage self. Oh, honey, no. You I, need to take a photo and get that on the wall. I, I know I do. I know um, I do. And also, fans, if you want to stalk Blair St. Clair on her birthday, go to Peking Gourmet. She's going to be there. I'll be there. So also, <laughs> if you want to buy dinner, it's on you. <laughs> good, good deal. Okay. So critiques, Nina and Sugar, they like the message, but... It, they're not loving the outfits. Thank you. They're not getting it. Silky and Soju... They just think it was a little lumpy. Yes. Yes. Lumpy and bumpy. And Soju's makeup's a little. Oh, Soju's makeup was very hard. Yeah. And, and that's with the nice stage lighting from the runway. Oh, true. So true. imagine how sharp and hard that is. Yes. They love Vanjie and Ariel. They love Brooklyn Plastique. And then, and I'm skipping around here, but like they also ask who should go home tonight and why. And then what happens? Oh, and that was very divided. It was very much. Evie Oddly against Silky. Right. It was very, which one are you picking? Yeah. And so it became very clear as, you know, we were watching the episode that, oh, I think that Evie and Silky are going to be in the bottom two lip syncing against each other. Mm-hmm. And of the vote, seven people said Silky and five said Evie. Okay. So more against Silky yeah, than Yeah, but, but, but not far. Mm-hmm. People go away. There's deliberations. Anyway, spoilers. Akira is safe. Vanjie is safe. I know. And everyone gasped. And I did too. I really thought Vanjie was going to win. I, you know, and you, I, I was, I, I was kind of on track. I thought that Brooklyn Heights was going to win. I know you called it and we were watching. Yeah, I, I called it. Clearly you should be a judge on this show. Invite me. I'll, I'll come judge. <laughs> and then Silky, we love your soul sister, but this week you dropped the disco ball. <laughs> oh, soul sister. Is that S E O U L? Oh yes. I don't know if that was intentional, but I'm going to say yes. Nina, you wore your pride on your sleeve, but the judges weren't feeling your rainbow connection. <laughs> Come on, Muppets. <laughs> Evie, being odd is in your jeans, but your denim drag gave us the blues. And then what happens? Who's in the bottom? The bottom two are Silky Ganache and yeah. Nina West. Girl. And I think I think the audience, I think people watching are pretty shocked right now. Yeah. I yeah. think the prediction was Evie and Silky. Yeah. Yeah. No, they just were not feeling. I'm sorry, Nina. But, but I have to agree with Rue. Yeah. I, my, bo- my bottom two were Nina and Silky. Yeah. She's on it. The lip sync song has no scrubs. And what did you think of the lip sync? 
I was a little underwhelmed. Uh-huh. You know, I think this song, it is a little bit more laid back, mm-hmm. but there's so much room for character. There's so much room for swagger. There's so much room to really feel the song and yeah. the emotion. There's a lot of, you know, stuff in that song that can be really sold. Uh, I don't love an, a lip sync that's just trick after trick after trick, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make as much use of the stage as possible. Right. I would rather see someone that stands center stage and just emotes like hell if that's what the song calls for. Yeah. This one's kind of in the middle. It's yeah. it's, it's a, it can be have some upbeat moments, but it, you got to get that punch across, that yeah. fire, that desire, no matter what the lip sync is anyway. Yes. So the song finishes and Rue says, "Ladies, I've made my decision." Meh. I almost thought like just give him a do over and have him do the song again. Cause like, oh, yeah. yeah, just like, like I want to see a little more like hardcore drive and like, I wish we bananas. had a, a playback of Valentina moment, you know, part two. <laughs> I wish we would have cut the song and says, cut the music. Yeah. And said, we're going to start this over and I want to see some fire. Yeah. Cause I, I want to see you burn. And I'm sure they were trying, but it just still kind of came across a little, mm. you know, like I have to tell you, so since I have been in that situation yes. where yes. you find out, you, you think you're going to be in the bottom. You don't know for sure. Yeah. You go, backstage they deliberate you come back on stage you find out if you're on the bottom two or not and then you yeah. have to lip sync for your life yeah i've had that moment where it's all in the line yeah. and, and, but you're also so psyched out you're like oh am i going or what's going on so there's a lot of emotion there you know in, in their defense but you just gotta channel that yeah and then it's, it's a gagger nina west is told to sashay away and rue says nina west you my dear are the pride of season 11 what did you think? Now, if that isn't a compliment, though, I don't know what else is. That's kind of shocking to me. I just thought Nina has more to show. Mm-hmm. And I have always been one of those people that hate when the queens say, after they've been eliminated, I left too early. I had so much more to show. I'm like, yeah. well, you had opportunity to show. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it comes down. You have to own your yeah. own self and your performance in the show. But but I feel also at this point, like any at this point, both of these girls are stars. Absolutely. And like, and like right. you know, big response, big, like big futures. They're going to have lines at DragCon. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's going to be crazy. Of course. Everyone has their own audience. So, well, this was a gagger. What do you have in store to gag the children with yourself? Oh, I have a lot of new exciting projects coming up. Some are a little secretive, so I'll be a little loose with explaining. But you may see me on another TV show or two. You may see me in a movie or two. What? This next movie, this Come next on, year, Stars Born Two. Yeah, <laughs> if they had a number two, I have an audition tape ready. Oh, good. I, I, you may. See, I'm also working on a new album, which I'm really excited about. Oh, good. Also, you're like you made Drag Queen history. You made Drag did, Race yes. history. You made a history. Period. I, I, I had a number one album on the dance uh, charts. Yes, of, of any drag queen of all time. That's so amazing. Um, before I made debut album, yeah. there have been other queens that have topped some charts, but gotcha. my, my debut album, the first thing I released in the world, went to yes. number one. Bam! Yeah, really exciting, really cool. I didn't never anticipated that. Yeah. Honestly, you could have asked me. It was just me finding time to yeah. to put out my emotion and and just show what I got and, and, yeah. and love it along the way, and it did. I'm so grateful. So there's more music coming. There is much more music sure. coming. And a different style of okay. music. A different style. Now I'm really centered toward tailoring my music to exactly what I want to say oh my God, this is and the, the genre that I want it to this be. This is so like Pink and Kelly Clarkson did too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Taylor Swift glow up moment. Yeah. You know, it's like that Disney Channel star that's grown up. Yeah. She's glowed up. And now I'm releasing, I'm working on some mainstream pop music. That's perfect. J- j- you know, just, just some stuff to, to get a cool vibe, a cool swag vibe. Okay, a couple of final questions. Blair, can I get a statement for the press? Of course. Blair, are you a lesbian? Absolutely. 
Blair, what's your favorite position? CEO. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just living my Alaska America, <laughs> America Squeeheart moment, uh, which is so good. It's, it is one of my favorites. It's such a fun song. How have you changed since your time on Drag Race? Dramatically is the mm-hmm. answer to that. Yeah. I've really become so much more open. Yeah. Uh, I, I've accepted who I am. I, I've found... I found more love for myself uh, cool. than I ever felt I had. And I've just grown up a lot. I've really also, you know, something that kind of shocks some people when they see me, I've really dived down deep into like sensuality mm-hmm. and into intimacy and, yes. and, and, and celebrating womanhood, celebrating the positive changes of, you know, sexual tension in life and, yeah. and, and finding like really cool safeness in that, you know, the safety. Yeah. So I think people sometimes see me and now I'm, I'm living those fantasies of like, girl, she is sexually awakened. <laughs> she has found her inner voice. Yes. She's ready to explain what that voice is. She's she her wo- voice metaphorically and literally. She's a woman. Oh, she is she a grew up. she's a newborn woman. Oh, good. resurrected. I love it. Well, even in your looks that I see, you know, a lot on like Instagram and stuff. It's like it's the level is like super glam, super like it's 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 next level. Thank you. Something that I'm also not afraid of doing is. I love doing a glamorous, cool, edgy, high fashion look, yeah. but I'm not afraid of looking ugly or pushing those boundaries of something that you would mm-hmm. maybe of trying. I'm not afraid yeah. of trying. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at this point, I feel like the only way to elevate and to rise is to kind of try new things. So I yeah. think I, I, my aesthetic is just continuing to grow. Yeah. I know next year it's going to be different than today and two years from now it's going to be yeah. even more different. Well, when I want to elevate, I just fly Blair St. Air. Of course, it's the only way to fly. <laughs> are, you, are you economy or coach? I'm totally economy. Yeah, I'm in the cargo hold underneath. <laughs> and I love that Jinx Monsoon and Manila both work for Blair St. Air. This is to this day. <laughs> They're on payroll. Thank you, Blair. Thank you so much. Seriously, this has been so much fun. I'm so grateful for RuPaul's Drag Race because truthfully, I wouldn't be able to have the opportunities or to rise to where I'm, I'm going and hope to go in the future without this opportunity. So I'm really grateful to be here. Well, you earn everything. Opulence. <laughs> Okay, and yay! Blair St. Clair, thank you for making this podcast over into a lovely conversation this week. She's delightful. Follow her at BlairStClaire on Insta and all over. And now, from talking about a buzzworthy elimination, let's talk to the eliminated queen herself. Mm -hmm. It's time for this week's Kitty Girl Catch-Up, and it is with the legendary queen of Columbus, Ohio, and well, now, the world! She covers all the points on the compass, north, south, beast, and west. Oh, for crying out loud, it's Nina friggin' West. And here she is. Hello? Hello? Oh my God, is this the pride of season 11? It's the the legendary Nina West on the phone. Hello? Oh my goodness! Uh, Where are you right now? I am in Columbus, Ohio. Um, what are you? What are you? What are you doing? What are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing um, a really fashionable short short and a tank top as a mother just got done mowing her yard. Oh, oh in drag. <laughs> in high horror drag. So it means your pumps are covered in like our turned green with grass. Yeah. Well, for, well, first you know, first you get crafty. You go to you go to Michaels and you do like a, a nice like blade of grass paint job on the heel, and then so that way whatever happens in the yard you really can't tell. Well, you could also just like roll, you know, put some put on some like um, baby oil and roll in the yard and be covered in grass. And there's your look. Oh, look, that that is that is a look queen. Oh my god! Well, I have spoken all season on this podcast just how fun you are to watch on this show. Like well, you, give, you give the best faces, you have the best like attitude, <laughs> and pretty much pretty much every queen who's been on this podcast, like from all the past seasons, love you. So, what do you have to say about that? 
I think I mean, it's overwhelming. Look, I, 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 first of all, I want to be really clear. I had no clue that my faces were going to become a running commentary throughout the season. So that was a pleasant surprise. But I caught on quickly after episode, like when episode two came around, <laughs> I was in that talk and I kept giving all those shady looks. I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> the, the many faces of Nina West. Oh my God, they're, um, so, they're all so good. <laughs> I think it's my double chin. I think that's what really does the does the work for me. It's like it's like a raptor getting ready to attack. Oh! <laughs> so like, you know, I have um, I, I had the best time doing this doing the season, and um, you know, prior to the show, I had worked with so many of those entertainers in Columbus, and and the fact that they still like me after working with me, honey, you're like the, you are like the first lady of Ohio and the Midwest and the Eastern United States. <laughs> yeah, like. Move over, Melania. Oh, please. <laughs> like, I've had nothing but a really, really great experience. Like, I, I, I'm not upset about anything. Oh, well, you know, you know I, well, this week, I feel like, as we were talking right now, the streets are on fire. Like, do you now, do you encourage rioting as a response to your elimination? Only if they're going to grab the cheese when they go to the grocery store. Oh, honey. The only thing to loot is cheese. No, I mean, look, look, anyone who's listening, what happened on the show happened on the show. And I agree with the critiques I got and with how everything ended up. And I'm thrilled that people have such a passionate reaction to all of this. And I'm thrilled that people are so in my corner and I am also really happy and I'm like I got to show the world me and yeah. I don't want I don't want people to be upset with how things went down I'm lucky enough that I got to do it well speaking of which I mean you auditioned like I believe for nine times <laughs> so like after looking forward to it so long how did it measure up oh my god well okay so it's not it's everything I thought it would be and it's nothing like I thought it would be I was really thrown by the long days right before I walked into the workroom I thought oh my god I'm not gonna have any control over what I do they're gonna control <laughs> everything they're gonna have complete control over like how I'm viewed and I think that really forced me to get in my head and I realized now on the other side of it <laughs> I was in complete control the entire time and I wish I would have just been like a little bit more confident in the beginning of the season but, right because when, when there was those challenges where you were kind of producing things like the Britney I is Britney mm-hmm. bitch or like the magic show like you you know how to produce a show you know how to get st- stuff done and write scripts and like you know put put things on yeah i mean that was like like i mean that's like in my wheelhouse and then you get down to the sewing <laughs> like, it's, i knew how to sew but it's like i'm, I'm this, I, I questioned everything yeah. i questioned every moment and then when we started to get to the runways and I realized that my camp was almost too much and not like refined enough for the show that started to really make me I started to get really in my head about oh well I could have brought I have this at home why didn't I do and there just there just wasn't enough time to really fix it but the show is RuPaul said I mean like everyone said it who's done the show it is it is like drag one of boot camp 101 it is the hardest thing you're ever going to do and I think for drag it's going to make you completely reevaluate your drag and make you better on the other side of it like what is you have to burn the person you were before is that what Ru says you have to burn the person you were before and come out of the ashes a, a different character and a kind of erased phoenix you and, come out of the ashes as phoenix who you know the queen from Atlanta <laughs> I get my lips out tomorrow, girl. All right. <laughs> now, what challenge? Like, quickly, like, what challenge would you would you want to do over on uh, the improv challenge? 
I don't know. I was mad I was facing that. I wanted to be in the top and win. For the, the, the cops challenge, the LADP? The cops challenge, yeah, the LADP. You wanted but, to get naked. You know, I, I wanted to get naked. I wanted to show the world my bosoms, <laughs> my breasticles. Then you think about, like, maybe that, <laughs> that farm to runway where I wore those cute little biscuit shoes. I mean, really, I just, just choices. There was just so many choices you know, along the way. I <laughs> liked your farm to runway. I liked your corn moments. I liked the kind of, like, the little lavender tones. I was into it. Don't believe well, it. Don't you. believe anybody else like listen listen I, I was serving really on that was on ohio theme that week for sure <laughs> <laughs> i was corn fed the entire You're like, way <laughs> just got off the boat from columbus serving fresh <laughs> corn and you were also there present for the Vangie, the Vangie brooklyn love affair were you surprised by it i was completely i was uh completely surprised by knowing that uh, knowing brooklyn as long as i have uh-huh. i just thought she's not gonna do this because she's a competitor like she'll stay focused and i just thought girl you're being so stupid you're getting so distracted this is so dumb she's like no i'll be fine i can manage this i got this i'll the end of the day i'll put myself first right. <laughs> and she does and we see that <laughs> we saw that happen right. like the LEDP challenge i mean we see that oh, <laughs> but, have you ever dated another queen no, no, I don't know why. I no, it's like my only. It's like my only. No, it's on your bucket list. <laughs> you know what I mean, like it's like like I've had to check a box of saying what I'm not into. If you're dating another drag queen, yeah. everything else is kind of fair game. Give right. me daddy, give me twink, give me bear, you know, whatever. Speaking of daddies and and parental units, how many drag children do you have? That's such a weird segue. Right? I forced that one. Whatever. Um, maybe it's like 30, 32 drag kids. Oh, my God. Lord. Yeah, listen, that's a- listen, I've got, I've got I'd like, if you, if you stand around me and you're fertile, I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> right, what's Octomom times four? But, you know, it's like, and my family is raised up, it's made up of, like, kings, queens, yeah. um, um, bio queen, um, f- uh, female presenting. You know, it's a really diverse group, and these are kids who are all styles of drag. There's club kids in there. There's comedy kids in there. There's pageant girls in yeah. there. Um, because that's what you know. I've tried to instill in these drag kids that you know, your drag can be anything you want it to be. How has Drag Race changed your life? Are you kidding? That's are you kidding me? Um, okay, like, in like a sentence. <laughs> I mean, it's changed my whole life. It's opened up all of these doors. I'm doing everything I ever dreamed of, and I'm a part of a. I'm part of. I'm a part of a family that I only ever. I can't dreamt of. I can't believe that RuPaul knows who I am. I'm getting to see the world and I'm getting to work on things that I only ever dreamt of. From my Columbus, Ohio home to now like I'm going to be all over and I'm going to have opportunities to work with and meet incredible people. My whole life has forever changed. Are you going to stay in Columbus? That's the question of the hour. (laughs) What do you feel like? What do you feel this hour? Um, I, I feel like it's really important for me to have uh, strong ties to Columbus always. I think there's going to be a time for me to probably step outside of Columbus for a little bit yeah. and, um, and really stretch my wings a little bit, maybe in Los Angeles or New York and just see what kind of comes from that. Um, you could be tri-coastal. I, I could, I am tri-coastal. Yeah. Atlantic, Great Lake, Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> I support this. I mean, but also, I think you should also just run for office. Like, I'm seeing, like, a, a, you can be the governess of Ohio. I, I mean, look, I'm going to need a first man. Is that you? Ah! Well, not with my past, no. Are you a, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to send your career down in flames, honey. And finally, I know we're going to see you at the reunion, at DragCon, and just, like, all over the world from here on out. But a very important question. Has Drag Race helped you get laid? Oh my God! It, the is everywhere. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I haven't even been to England or the UK yet, 
And it's like, that seems to be where the greatest pool of penis is for me. Waiting. It's just waiting. Just a pool of penis. Oh, across oh. the pond. <laughs> across the pond penis. Well, dive in. <laughs> I'm, girl, I'm going to. I'm going to get me some bangers of mash. You're not even Put your floaties on and just go crazy. <laughs> Um, but yes, we will see you at DragCon. We will see you at the reunion. We will see you in Columbus, Ohio. We'll see you performing all over the entire damn world. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Thank you for an amazing season. Thank you Thank for you. representing like the gorgeousness of like, I want to say like American drag and that sounds weird, but like, I don't know. You just represent like this, a tradition of drag that is very important and, and fantastic and you do it perfectly. So thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for being a part of my journey. I love you. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Woo. Mio Mayo. Thank you. Miss Ohio. Nina West. What a great, great queen. But all of our top five queens are great. And if you are sorry Nina's gone, I hear you. But please be sweet to all the remaining queens. They are all worthy and wonderful artists. And get ready because in just a couple of weeks, it's reunion time and grand finale time. Honey, this train is moving. It's too much. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and give us a glowing rating, please. Come to DragCon LA on May 24th, 25th, and 26th. And to get info all about that, go to RuPaul'sDragCon.com. And wherever you are, go out and support your local drag queens. Tip them, slip them the tongue. <laughs> I mean, sure. Um, tell them Nina West sent ya. Big thanks to her, and thanks to the brilliant Blair St. Clair. And now, go walk some children in nature. Oh, and if you're in L.A., go see Tammy Brown on Angina at the Casita del Campo Cavern Club Theater on May 21st. I'll see you there. Seriously, I'm going. Okay, now to prance us out of here, we're going to get our glamazon on. Sing us out, Lady RuPaul. Everybody wants her, Miss Sexy in the City. She's on the prowl. She rocked this town. Who's that girl? A fly, ferocious lady. 